going to be following up from uh, Wednesday night service, and the title of the service on Wednesday night was Heart Attack, and this is Heart Attack number two. Interesting, we got into the area uh, as we talked about it, one of the main things that brings hurt in your life is unforgiveness. If you walk in unforgiveness, you are setting yourself up for destruction is what you're setting yourself up for. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough situation because we don't know where the hurt's coming from. We don't, there's no rhyme or reason who brings it. There's some people that do it on purpose. There's some misunderstandings that you have when you get hurt. And it's your choice to receive that hurt or not receive that hurt. Another thing that I, I wanted to throw in in the area of hurt, you know, a lot of times... We build up, we put expectations on people, and they don't even know that. And we expect different people to perform differently than they're performing, and we get hurt from that. And we've got to recognize that you don't put expectations on anybody, because you will always be let down. It's a guarantee. And that, in that area... You can expect them to be like they are. You know, it's a, it's a real big thing in marriages. We expect the spouse to be this way, this way, and this way, and, and then when they're not, what happens? We fall into hurt. We fall in and we take offense to that. We shouldn't, but we do. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, really, is, is we've got to recognize we don't have to take, we don't have to take that hurt. You're going to have the attacks. Promise you. That is a guarantee you're going to have the attacks. But you don't have to take the hurt in the attack. You recognize the attacks and you stand your ground on what you've got. But you've got to know that God's got this. 2 Corinthians, I read this Wednesday, 2 Corinthians 5-8 through 8 in the New Living Translation said, I'm not overstating it when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than he hurt me. Most of you opposed him and that was punishment enough. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may overcome. He he. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you, you now to reframe your love for him. Then it goes on. It says in verse eleven. So Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with his evil schemes. We've got to recognize part of the 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 enemy uses anything he can use to get your mind off of where it's supposed to be going. It's a guarantee. If, if you catch yourself talking about someone, I promise you, you're carrying a hurt that you've decided to keep instead of forgiving. If you talk about anything that bothers you, if it's not done properly, you're, you're probably walking in unforgiveness whether you realize it or not. You're, you're upset because it's no different than the way the government's running things now. We've all got our two cents to throw in, but are we holding unforgiveness toward them? If we are, we're not, we're not gaining any ground whatsoever. If you're carrying any type of unforgiveness in your life towards anybody, you are actually at that place where you took it and you've kept that and you've not grown in the Lord at all. Uh, you, you, you come to that place where you've got so much unforgiveness in your life that you can't even have small talk that's worth even listening to because all that comes up all the time is the hurt without you even realizing it. So 
I want to emphasize how important it is, young people and older people, how important it is to recognize when you get offended, you've got to immediately let that go and not allow that to grow into bitterness and unforgiveness that will take you places you don't want to go. It's a guarantee. Ephesians 6.12 tells us that we wrestle not. I don't know why we don't get that in our head. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in dark places. We wrestle against the spirit realm that is trying to pull you and I down. The attacks are going to come, but you've got to recognize them. That's all they are. It's a roaring lion. It, it, he's not biting you. The only, the only power the enemy's got is you. And once you fall into unforgiveness, you have tied yourself down to where you are completely out of control with, there is no help in the things of God. There is no help when you're walking in unforgiveness. He, yes, his grace is there to help us walk through it, but we are setting ourselves up for a fall. We are setting ourselves up for hurting other people. We are setting ourselves up to, to walk in a place that we don't need to walk. It may have just been a misunderstanding, but it wouldn't be better just to think that way. Maybe I just misunderstood. Let's just let it go. Let's, just, let's, don't, let's don't dwell on it. Because when you dwell, you're allowing that hurt to come to that place where it's going to destroy you. Well, they didn't do like I wanted them to do. Quit having expectations on people. Know that you are just as disappointing to them as they are to you. The pastor didn't do this. The pastor didn't do that. What'd you do? That you should have done. Well, I mean, we can, we can go back and forth like this. That's why it's ridiculous. That's why, why carry, why carry something that's not going to help you? Why not carry Christ? Because when you forgive, when you forgive, there is total, total control coming in your life. Uh, it, it's a place where it's an amazing. See, it's a must. Stephen, good example. I brought this up Wednesday. Stephen was getting stoned to death. That's where you take rocks and you throw at the person until they die. That's called being stoned. His last words were, Father, don't commit this to them. I forgive them. Could you imagine somebody beating on you and your last thoughts were, Lord, forgive them. Because I forgive them. He had the power. You know what was amazing about that? In Acts later on, you know what it said happened there? Jesus stood up. Now, if that, if that bit of mercy he had toward the, the people hurting him, if that, if that forgiveness did that to Jesus back then, could you imagine what's taking place with us? In the, in the fight that we're fighting now. We daily have attacks about life. We daily have things that, that we could take wrong. We daily have things that we could, we could just be out of sorts all the time. We can wake up and do that. But when you walk in forgiveness, Jesus, there's such power that he, Jesus stood up and went, there's my man. Could you imagine what he's doing for us if we constantly just choose, constantly choose, constantly choose just to forgive, forgive. Whenever you, whenever you forgive, it gives you a spiritual force that shows the enemy you know and you trust God. See, if something happens to me, or you, 
And we go, okay, I'm not going to carry this. God's got this. I choose to forgive. I choose to not think about this. I'm letting this go. The enemy that's watching, that's trying to set you up for the next move, the one that's trying to twist everything, he goes, wait a minute. That didn't even bother them. And then when you do it again, wait a minute. That didn't even bother him. And pretty soon, they back off. we got scripture that talks about that. Satan comes back for a more opportune time, yes, but he'll leave you alone for a season as you build yourself back up in the Holy Spirit, as you come to that place of recognizing, I can forgive and go on. I can just forgive and go on. I, I can't, I can't. You know as well as I do, we think about everything that goes on. And if someone hurts you, you want to think about that. Then you want to take that and you want to take it to somebody else. That's called gossip. And you want to repeat it and repeat it. And the more you repeat it, the more it gets down in your heart. Jeremy was talking about your heart. The more you get that unforgiveness, the more you, you plan, you, you, you talk, you think about what you're going to say next. You think about, but I'm, I'm, going, I'm not going to do that. But then when you get to that person, you let it out. I call it tea kettle anger. You build it up and you build it up and you build it up and then, then everything comes out and everybody gets hurt. And then now they've got the opportunity to be offended and it doesn't stop. It can flat destroy a congregation. It has many times. Things that were said that weren't the truth, they didn't have any idea. Well, this is the way it is. That's all from taking offense. That's all from, from choosing. Listen to me. You have a choice. Everything in your life is a choice. You choose to or not to. You do not get the pleasure of being able to say, but this is my consequences of my choice. You only get the choice. So that's why the choice that I'm asking you to look at is choose to forgive. It's life-changing. I don't care what you go through or going to go through in life. If you choose to forgive, then you've got the power of the Holy Spirit to be right there with you, to battle with you and win. We've, we've got scripture on that, and we've read about this in, in 2 Corinthians. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, listen to what it says. It's, For though we walk in the flesh, this is King James, as though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are carnal, but not, are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds, casting down arguments in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I have to choose. You have to choose. You say, well, this is all works. No, this is what you have to do in everything in life. You choose. Or I've been hurt. I know I've been hurt. I have to choose to forgive. Right? I can't think about it. It has got to be an instant forgiveness. Why? Because if you don't, you will have to battle every moment taking those thoughts into captivity where if you would have done it from the very get-go, you wouldn't have thoughts to think about. You never forget the hurts, but you forget the details. 
You're not supposed to forget the hurts. That's all part of maturity and growing up and knowing that God took care of you. But if you talk about it, you think about it, then you remember every detail right down and you add to the details. And then everybody you talk to that's going to take offense for you adds to the details. And the list never, and it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. And all of a sudden you recognize, I've got this so big, how am I going to fix it? You should have fixed it from the very beginning because you can't fix the consequences. You only can fix the choice. Now, we make mistakes in choices lots of times. God's grace is sufficient for that, and he helps you get through it. But when you purposely choose... I'm not forgiving them, or I'm carrying a grudge. They didn't let it have my way. I am mad now. I'm not, I'm not even talking to them anymore. Now, I'm not talking about, I'm not talking. You, you can forgive and you remember, but you can also forgive and not have to be their best friend. See, I, I struggle with liars, and I'm still working on that. I forgive them, but I even, to a degree, don't even want to be around them because I don't trust them anymore. Now, I've got to learn to forgive and still be around them, but I don't have to hang out and be their best buddy. There's nothing. To say. It's kind of like Connie gave an example one time. John brought to my attention. You loan somebody your car, and they wreck your car because they can't drive very good. They're all upset because they wrecked your car. It's just a car. And you say, no, you're forgiven. It's okay. It'll be okay. And you're serious. But if they come back to borrow your car, are you going to let them have it? If you know they can't drive, that's just, that's just common sense. But that doesn't mean you're holding a grudge to them. That just means that's life. You follow me in that. And you will remember, but you won't remember the details of all the stuff down the road. You'll just remember so-and-so borrowed the car, and I shouldn't have let them have it. They can't drive, and they wrecked it, but they didn't get to drive it no more. But I still love them. But you can't carry... You can't carry unforgiveness because you're out then out of the power of God. You're out of control in your own life and everything is building and building and building and making it bigger than it was. A, a husband and a wife can have a little tiff. If, if, if they deal with it right away, it, that's how long it lasts. But if you take it and tell somebody else, they think you're still fighting. They think you're still, they think you're still. Why? Because the power of the protection is, is gone when you walk in unforgiveness. You can't walk in unforgiveness. It will absolutely destroy you. Ephesians. Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6. 14 and, 19, 14 and 18. I'm in a different Bible. Hard to find. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. If I, if I get offended, I get hurt, I've got to go here. I've got to recognize that I have, I, I'm, I've got to just stand my ground and I've got to know that I'm okay in Christ. I can know they may not like me, but I'm okay in Christ. They may be talking about me, but I'm okay in Christ. Then you go on for the shoes, for, the, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news. What's the good news? God forgave you. What's the good news? He carried all your sins on the cross. What's the good news? He taking care of you. What's the good news? He never leaves you or forsakes you. Why, do I, why am I bringing this up? Because this is the kind of thing you have to 
speak to yourself to walk away from that hurt that is right there in your face and seems like the enemy likes to bring other people other people to you with the same hurt at the same time. It seems like it comes in groups. In addition to all of those, hold up the shield of faith, stop the fiery darts of the evil one. By faith, I'm not listening to that. By faith, I'm just going to forget about that. I'm just going to forgive that person. By faith, why? Because that stops the fiery darts because you get one right away, the same thing. You just go, no, I've already said no to this. I'm not going to live with this. I'm not going to go through this. I will not allow this to destroy who I am in Christ. I will not allow this to be the person that I am. I don't want to be that person. Put on the salvation of your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit. Your mind is your main game. If I could disconnect my head, I would be so happy. I mean, on those, those times when I've, I've, I'm letting my mind go crazy, I've got I've to immediately shut this thing down and go, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going to be taken care of. Everything's good. I, you've got to talk back to yourself. That's part of that forgiveness package. That's part of the power of your words. That's part of what we need. We got to know that we got it. Then it says, then it says, and take the sword of the spirit. That's what I'm talking about. You take the word of God. You take the word and you speak the word over your life. You speak the word over your spouse. You speak the word over your kids. You speak the word over your, your condition and your things. I don't care what it is, what they did. I don't care what happened in your life. God is going to take care of you because he promises to be with you always. But if I spend my time, listen to me. I can't emphasize. If I spend my time thinking about my problems, if I spend my time thinking about the person that said something against me, if I spend my time thinking about the hurt and the heartache in pastoring, I would be insane. And I think I have to go through it. You don't have, if you've not been a pastor, you don't have a clue. But that's what I'm called to do. So I walk through it, and hopefully other people will see that I can go through it so they can go through it. Are you following me? The hurt's there for every one of us. I don't care. You know, conditions of life, and, and Thomas, uh, the young man that used to sit back here, and now he, his health got real bad, and, and they're not here right now. He had a tree limb come through his house, and it knocked... It knocked insulation down in his house, which had asbestos in it. They can't even go in their house to get their furniture or their clothes, and they're raising five grandkids. Now, you think it wouldn't be easy to get bitter with God? A lot of people don't get mad at people. They just get mad at God. He gets it all. So what has he got to do? Just what I'm saying. He's got to just, okay. What's next and how can I do it? And how can I overcome it? What, what, what's out there to help me get started again? What's out there with my health conditions to make me be able to make it? The word is the answer to our life, not unforgiveness. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody is carrying stuff from their past that they've carried for years. You cannot do it. The enemy's smart. He'll just, he'll just keep things real quiet and then he'll wait till you're down a little bit and then he'll hit you with that. You've got to say, no, no, I chose to forgive years ago. I chose to forgive. And if you haven't chose to forgive a year ago, choose right now. Come to that place in your life and say, no, 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 no. Whoever hurt me, that is not my fault. I did not do it. I'm okay. 
I'm just going to keep going and trusting God and, and walking with him. Forgiveness is a place where Christ is in control. And he's got your life. And you get to that place where you recognize he's got it. See, unforgiveness puts Satan and his demons in control of your life. I know you don't want to hear that, but it's the truth. Example of that in Scripture is that, that you, get put on a, you get put on a rack, they call it. And they tie your legs and they tie your hands. And the, it's got ropes on each end that stretches you. And you, you, get, you suffer, 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 suffer until you pull apart. Unforgiveness is exactly that. You don't even recognize it's happening to you because it's become a part of your life and drama is a part of my life and that's the way drama is in my family. That's the way my in-laws and outlaws are. That's not the way we walk. You walk as a forgiving Christian no matter what is going on in your life. I guarantee you your marriages will get better if you just choose to forgive instantly. Come to that place of when, some, when they offend you, you just leave it alone. Because see what you're doing, you're saying, God... I trust you, and you'll fix her. You'll fix him. You'll fix the situation. It, it works. But we've got to choose to make it work. We've got to be at that place in our life where he's got it. Chris, I want you to come on up. We've got to recognize, folks, what we need. Listen, what we need is very, very available. Christ. One of the news ladies on Fox, it was giving their opinions of what's going to straighten up America. And she said, Jesus Christ. She said, the love of Christ is the only thing that's going to change America. And it's so true. We've got to recognize that we can't do this in the flesh. You can't do it. it. It won't happen. But we can come to that place of choosing to forgive. We can come to that place of just choosing Christ. Maybe you're out here today and you've never even chosen Christ as your Lord and Savior. You know, you, you're, you're more into your, your telephone than you are Christ. You're more into your job than you are Christ. You're more into unforgiveness than Christ. See, he didn't, he, he, he forgave me and you. Think about it. Every individual on earth, every sin that every individual's got, he chose to forgive every individual on this earth. And all we have to do is to choose to forgive anybody that comes along. And anybody that hurts us, we just go, no, I, I, I don't need that. No, I'm not, I'm not going to go there anymore. Let's sing this song and let's, let's think about what the words of this song are saying to you and I personally. This doesn't have to be anything but between you and God that'll change. I'm telling you, when you get a handle on unforgiveness, it changes your life forever. It's a guarantee. To be a forgiving person is an amazing individual. Let's sing. Narrow is the road may see Follow where your spirit leads Broken as my life may be I will give you every peace I hear 
sit back and watch how you take care of our life day to day, no matter what comes on, whatever attack comes. We don't have to hurt through those attacks. You've got them already. You've already carried them on the cross. Help us to make the right choice in our life. Choose you and choose your ways, Father. And we thank you for that. We give you all the praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Helps meeting right afterwards. If you're not involved and you want to get involved, make a choice and get your name on the list so we can get things organized. Call you blessed.